people. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special microdose of Cushion Kai titled Get to Know a Podcaster. In this two part series, we will get to know a podcaster. Up first, Cush, your podcaster. How are you, Cush? I'm doing great, Kai. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me on. Thanks for joining us today. So, um, I guess as they've said, let's begin at the beginning. Uh, you're a San Francisco native. Yep, born, bred, raised. Good stuff. Never well, lived anywhere else. Um, and uh, was there a, was there a family home uh, or, or uh, a part of town that you you resided from or uh, uh, mostly just Park Merced and Sunset. Park Merced and Sunset. Yeah. Solid, uh, solid, but uh, supportive yet quiet. Yeah. A uh, little, little cold. Distant. Yeah, a little windy, depending on what part of the sunset. Absolutely, uh, and it it, it remains. Um, uh, provincial beliefs are that it would take uh, less time to travel to Las Vegas mm-hmm. uh, from, let's say, Berkeley, mm-hmm. than it would to get to the Outer Sunset on like a Saturday for a party. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, but it makes it peaceful in that way. You can retreat. You can retire. I lived out there before and used it as a tool to say. I live in the Outer Sunset. Don't don't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, what was um, elementary school in San Francisco? Um, I started off elementary, at, middle, and then uh, and then high. I started off at Jose Ortega, yes, and then that Ortega. went south, and then oh, I no. moved down the road to St. Thomas More, mm. and did that for about two years, and then went on to St. Gabriel's. St. Gabriel's, and because because of some because of four Ds, I got. In the second quarter of second grade or third grade, excuse me, that I did improve, raised to a B. Hey. It's like, yeah, no, you got to repeat the third grade. Oh, so, even though you got from D to B. So I was a year older than everybody and like a half a foot taller than everybody. So that, that was that was a good advantage. How tall are you now? I'm over six one. Over six one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Was it, did you parlay that into? A, did you get to be center, starting center? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did seventh and eighth grade. I was a center. Good stuff. <laughs> what uh, what other teams did you play against? Uh, I mean, we're talking about school teams here. Yeah, yeah. St. Anne's. Uh, what was the mascot for St. Gabriel's? Was the Knights? The Knights. Yes. Were there on the Saint circuit? Were they all? Um, it was a C-Y- CFL, CYL, CYL. Yeah, Catholic. Youth but did League. they have like you know the Padres, the Crusaders, the no, no, those are usually <laughs> the Mission like, Joes. Those are usually like corporate sponsored teams. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I was on a, I was on a, so it's a bar- on a little league team for some some company sponsored us called Sapinar, and they were a real estate agency. I don't know if they're still around. Hmm. But that hap- that was all middle school, and then uh, high school was Lincoln. That sounds scary though. Uh, St. Gabriel Sapinars. <laughs> They weren't affiliated with the school, though. I I know, but it, it evolved. Automatopoeically, it sounds... Ooh, the Sapinars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think like a, a goblin with like a bomb thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then middle school. Sorry. Uh, St. Gabriel's. St. Gabriel's. Yeah. And then high school. Lincoln High School. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I went to School of the Arts, okay. which online, I remember going down the 28th. Mm-hmm. So you go, the Lincoln kids get off, then the Lowell kids get off, mm-hmm. then the Soda kids get off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. In that order, too. Mm-hmm. Going, going, in the morning, you head mm-hmm. out that Heading way. Heading south. And then on the way back, there were St. Mary's uh, gals. Yeah. Those uh, poodles. Groups. I would take the 28 going the opposite direction in the morning and wouldn't notice anyone from Lowell. I think everyone at Lowell got dropped off in the morning. They, they held, yeah. And then, uh, obviously, everyone was coming into soda, so I would not see anyone coming in for that. Yeah, Lowell, um, yeah, a lot of, there were a ton of moms that had uh, drop-off duty in that uh, in that community. Mm-hmm. Many that didn't, but, um, 
Yeah, I was left to my own device. Here, have a have a fast pass, kid. Get out of here. The first chick I ever met with any gray hair was from Lowell. Wow. Yeah, because that, that's how hard they pushed them. <laughs> they they they. And we're talking like you know, sixteen year olds here. These are sixteen year olds, and this is the time when it was expected that you would hit that. Or, or for excuse me, for the for the poor Asians that were pushed to the extent that you would hit that perfect SAT score because that was the crux at the point yeah. that would determine if you got into Stanford or Berkeley or, oddly enough, UC Davis. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks from SF went to UC Davis. Um, I don't know how else to check it out. So, high school. High school. A lot of fun. Way better than middle school. Way better than middle school. Uh, lots of parties. Lots of goofing off. Lots of lots of talking my way into grades that I probably shouldn't have earned. I think that's actually part of the high school experience. Okay. Like, you got to be able to... I watched, watched somebody talk their way from a D to a B once. There you go. For under a substitute. I'm yeah. like, you're breaking a lot of cardinal rules here, but I admire this student's pluck. <laughs> he literally was like, could we, you know, just be easier for me at home if you could just change this to a C? And the guy's like... All right. <laughs> and then he goes like, as long as you're doing it, could you just make it a B? And he goes, yeah, okay. And I'm like, what wow. is this about? You won't get it if you don't ask. Oh, my you God. You won't get it if you don't ask. So. But you, you shouldn't. It, mm-hmm. Never mind. Uh, but, yeah, I was impressed because it's like, well, that's a valuable social skill to mm-hmm. just ask for what you want. Think about that, everybody. In high school. In high school. Let's say junior, senior year. Okay. Did you have any inklings about like, hey, I'd like to be a senator? No, definitely astronaut. not a senator, not an astronaut. I think I had aspirations as being a writer. Writer. Yeah, I was trying to do a lot of short stories that I've 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 dug up since high school, and you're just like, oh my god, this is all garbage. Like, I can't. If I see anything I've written or any videos that I've produced previous mm-hmm. to like what ten minutes ago, I I may need to jump out a window. It's hard, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't listen to our podcast, which is weird to say, but like I can't. I can't hear my own voice. Like mm. it's hard for me to hear my voice right now, just recording this. All I hear when I listen back, even if there's like three funny things said in the last ten minutes, mm. something I'll say something stupid or wrong. Mm. I say a lot of wrong things, but <laughs> and then I just shut down. But no, I hear you. I can't. Uh, I can't abide. So, writer, good stuff. Yeah. When did that? Did this uh, trajectory? take you to something after school not at all there a, no, no you i took a creative writing course at city college yeah, like a year later there you go didn't make it past the semester I, yeah I, I dropped out graduated high school took a year off and then went back to college like i said i was going to and then didn't finish the semester and then didn't go back to college for like a decade after that um and then that was just taking online courses at that point so it's just literally just all math and whatever nonsense in the curriculum but nothing nothing creative nothing artistic uh and so what were you uh immediately after high school are you still 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 at the house still with the, still the parents after high school live with the, living with the parents for a year and then immediately move out where do you move out to move out to the richmond district ah the richmond district. where yeah. the richmond district 14th in california ah yes i know it well yeah uh and who did you any roommates had two roommates and a live-in boyfriend who would then become not your boyfriend. roommate, not my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, he would become my roommate, and then the girlfriend would be the live-in girlfriend. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was weird how that worked out. It was it was, it was like a it was like a tag-in maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're they're good people. I keep in touch with them still. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of kids now, though. Ooh. So at least at least it was for something. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of kids. Lots of kids. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so you're there. How old are you at this point? 1920? I moved out when I was 20, like a week before I turned 20. 
So that was good. But we're just working at UPS. It's, it's oh yeah, what was UPS? Yeah, it was graveyard it's, UPS. It's a graveyard right? shift. It's out in South City, which is different from San Francisco. <gasps> You like commuting from the friggin' that's, from the Richmond district. That's a line across the city. Were you driving? Yes. Oh, good. Of course. At least there's that. Yeah, but it's still. What time like, did you start shift? See, uh, the graveyard shift starts at eleven eleven p.m. and you may get off as early as two thirty a.m. Let me wind it back. Okay, tell me all of the pieces about this. Just about uh, food and rituals. None of the actual work of the people you meet. So you're headed in. What have you already eaten or prepared yourself with? I probably stopped off at KFC down the road, Dang. gotten some chicken strips. Strips. If not, McDonald's. I, I got to say for KFC, the the I'm a little alarmed at the range of types of chicken that you could get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that safest bet is strips. I hate to say it. Yeah. yeah. The safest bet was strips most of the time. Well, if you don't, yeah. That's the least greasiest. Least greasiest, easy to handle, and one-to-one, like, you know what exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, I can dip it. We can get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you're loaded up on the strips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's just it's all cardio. It's all it's all physical labor. So you, you're literally burning all that dinner off immediately, yeah. and you're also sweating through your clothes. And are you you're are you, are you sorting? You're loading trucks. I think at this point I'm still loading trucks, but I eventually become a sorter. Is that the first rung on the thing? You start off as a loader or an unloader. Unloader ends a half hour earlier. There you go. Because obviously there's no more trucks to unload. Well, there it is. Yeah. Um, is there is there like a spotter like the driver is there saying like well I'm on here or are you just it's just on a conveyor belt and you're just uh, someone backs a trailer in and then they leave it there and go off to do whatever but then there's just belts and then it's just hours and hours of is boxes. there any kind of timer or like quota when you're in on that I'm sure it's changed a lot since then but you you you'd fill up a truck in about forty five minutes mm. how many mm. trucks would you average three to four a night all right huh. there you go and is there a, is there a break with that, this first shift Yes. There's um, no. There's Actually, no break. There's, there's no break. There's no break. So you go from 11 till... Because they, they, uh, you're working half shifts. So you, you're you expected to work like maybe four hours that night. Interesting. So there's no break. So but you get off at three. If you found out you're getting a break, you realize like, oh, no, the night's going to be just that much longer. Mm-hmm. And maybe that Actually, 15 that's a good minutes point. will do nothing for us at all. No, you just... I want to finish the freaking thing. Yeah. Gosh. Um. And then you get off at 3.30? If you're lucky. And then it's time to hang out with the boys in the parking lot. Yeah. What, what did this consist of? Drinking, Drinking beer smoking. and smoking weed. There smoking you go. cigarettes. Bitching about someone. Usual stupid after work shenanigans. And then you're headed home. Mm-hmm. What uh, you got? Is this breakfast now? Is the sun coming up? No, it's 4, 4.30. You can get back 5, depending on the time of year. Four four three. You're trying to walk, trying to find something to do because you you now you're you're off work. Yeah, and you've only worked you've been jamming, but it's only four mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, there's something. There's no Netflix at this point. Oh, so, guys, uh, I don't guys. I think, I think we're still like two years from DVDs becoming more mainstream. So you're you're yeah. It's you're, movie. You're stuck with VHS. Stores, yeah. There's no movie theaters at three thirty in the morning. Mm, mm. Um. Fair enough. Yeah. Not the ones you'd want to go to. No. And if you want, you have to, you will have to have done all your grocery shopping before work. Yeah, pick up any supplies. It's all pretty mundane. There you go. Uh, and then how long were you at UPS? Three years. Three years. And then I moved to a hotel. What were you doing in San Francisco, desk clerk. Oh. Again, you're dealing with all sorts of characters. <laughs> what hours were you working? Were you clerking? Uh, three to eleven. 
Hmm. Which was not bad. That's not bad, except for the next day you might have to do a seven to three shift. Mm. And I, I'm living in the sunset at this point, yeah. and that's a bus ride. That's an hour bus ride. It's an hour bus ride. Yeah. So you you get home, and you, again, you just go off work, so you can't just go to bed. You're into the sunset. Uh, are you living with Mr. Paul? Yeah, yeah. That's how Kush uh, and I know each other. Is Paul's brother Matt is uh, one of my best friends, and he, um, yeah, I met him at School of the Arts, which uh, I know I met him at uh, uh, Roosevelt, hmm. and then that's the middle school. That is the middle school, and hmm. then Paul also went to School of the Arts. So did Matt and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're at uh, you're out in Sunset. This is forty forty seventh Avenue, forty seventh, although almost all the way out there, almost all the way on the beach, like one more block from the beach, I believe. It uh, was a nev- block away from where the guy from Subline killed himself. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I um, <laughs> I. Re- uh, it's never at night in the outer sunset. It's always sort of like a little windy and moist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just that feeling, and then when the fog is really coming in, and you're like, "Am I swimming just a little bit?" <laughs> it's it's definitely definitely a disappointment because you you, you by, you're by the beach. You, you see pictures of California all the mm-hmm. time and beach and women sunshine. And everybody, yeah. sunshine, warm. No people fall. This for is this. San Francisco. People fall it's, for this. At it's the fog too and wind. And cold. And cold. And there's a... The foghorn. That only chick there is a heroin addict and in a parka. Yeah. That, the foghorn. In the winter, that that wind kicks up and you just contracts all your muscles. Like, (sighs) Or or the the non-weather-stripped, single-pane, slidey window that would rattle in the wind. Mm -hmm. The aluminum frame is coming out of the drywall. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. The past (laughs) is dredged up. Oh, boy. So you're there. Uh, yeah, we, we experienced 9-11 at this point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We, we were out of a jo- out of work for a while, and then we're not. Um, um, and then we studied, We found pro wrestling. Yeah. Were you into wrestling before this? Growing up as a kid, like, who I would say before favorites? middle school, everyone loved Hulk Hogan, who except for those Hogan? who really loved the Macho Man or the Ultimate Warrior. I like the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was cool. Macho Man was a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't into... Nature Boy Ric Flair because he was with WCW, <laughs> but uh, I, I've learned to appreciate since WCW. It was magical, and then also I thought it was weird and, and strange at the time, mm-hmm. but now uh, it's the best. It's the catnip, but ECW, ECW was <laughs> pretty was shot great at the time in the head and through sheer willpower he has climbed back up the cage. Like <laughs> this is brilliant, guys. You're so, everyone's so committed. This is great. Yep, they had to enthusiasm yeah. is that's what they had in abundance, so they push it at you. Yeah. So you found wrestling. Got rediscovered wrestling after nine eleven. What did you? How did you reset? Was it was it the Raw and SmackDown era? Uh, SmackDown. Uh, we're they're exiting what's called the Attitude Era at this point. Mm-hmm. That's that's just happened. Um, so Stone Cold Steve Austin and a, a, a young guy by the name of The Rock. Yeah. They're they're they're, they're established at this point. Mm-hmm. So some great N sixty four wrestling games for sure. Back right? in the day, yeah, Dude, I could play. I could No play Mercy. Right that was that's the jam. So good. I love No Mercy. Or going even further back, the Sega Genesis. Uh, WWF game hmm. where it had the era was like Erwin Archeister was there IRS okay. Papa Shango nice. uh, I believe we still had Virgil was on board Virgil was probably still around. was around anyway so that that's the that's sort of the, the era mm-hmm. uh, that was a great game and then in the arcade mode you could do their supers yeah and they would do things like jump from like <laughs> bump, 
buckle to buckle nice. through the air, like throw themselves. Anyway, it was it was magical <laughs> for a, a young guy. You're like oh, wrestling could be so awesome. That um, sounds like a great game. Is it good? Yeah, I have to hook this up. Um, <laughs> good times. So you're you're into it, and then I I, I know from from now it, it kicks into another gear. But uh, you you take uh, how do you take the next step into your love of wrestling? I'm watching it on TV for about two years, and I'm just obsessed with it. And I want to figure there has to be something in the Bay Area, and I literally type in Bay Area Wrestling, and um, an actual .com by that name pops up, and Pow. it's just a message board. Ah. And it's just, but it's listing of everything happening in the Bay Area. So there's, there's a show in Pleasanton. There's a show in Newark. There's a show in Hayward. There's not too many shows in San Francisco, which is kind of disappointing. Oakland, hard to get to as well. Um but I found a, help, a thread saying Help Wanted. And it's a little company out of Fremont, California uh, called Big Time Wrestling. They need a guy to do in the ring crew. And they're like, we'll pay you this much an hour. Or so I heard, an hour. <laughs> we'll pay you this much an hour. And we have, we're plugged into the WWF. So we'll get free tickets to great events. Fantastic. Like, Why wouldn't anyone want this job? Why? Who am I defeating to get this job? Yeah. I, I sent in a... I called just on a goof, thinking, like, we, we filled the position two days ago, but thank you, you know. No, left a voicemail. I remember thinking about what I said, and I was, had to sound like the biggest mark in the world. <laughs> so, but I surprisingly called back and said, yeah, come here on this day and date, and if you like it, we'll, we'll, you can do more. And, and uh, what, wait, say the specific title of this again. Big time wrestling? No, 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 I mean you're you're going in for the role. What was the role again? Ring crew. Ring crew. Yeah. Had you done anything production assistanty or otherwise to this point? Not since like middle school mm. or anything like that. So no. All right. Um, I, but I've lifted a lot of heavy shit, and it all seemed to <laughs> lifting things has incorporated itself into your yeah. life. Lifting is a lot. Lifting, reaching, <laughs> plugging stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. Hauling. Coil, yeah. coiling. coiling coiling lots of coiling lots of coiling yeah uh, stripping ta- yeah <laughs> detaping <laughs> we 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 met at this glass factory in newark and that's where their wrestling ring is stored that's and that's where they're training so as they're training all this glass dust is just in the air so they're oh just, just they're just breathing glass the entire that's day that's not that's not the best no it's not good at all um we had to take apart the ring and oh. then load it onto the truck and then drive to this high school in oakland <laughs> And then unload the ring, put it together, wait for the show to happen. Blow off all the glass dust. <laughs> Sweep off all the glass dust, for sure. And do the show, break the ring down, oh. load the truck up, drive back to the glass shop. The day starts at like 10 a.m. And because I don't have a car, my day started at 8 a.m. Because I have to take a bus from the Sunset to the Embarcadero to catch a BART to newark to catch a, probably another, another bus yeah, another, to the glass factory a bus that you'd never a bus line you've never heard of <laughs> and will never and if you ever if you miss that there's not another one for an hour you have to start jogging yeah so we got done with our day by like just before 11 oh my god i was able to get on a bar train i remember that much oh good that was that was that That's was a trouble. fear of mine yeah you'll be trapped yeah everybody before before you had a car and or lift or extended schedules, like if you got trapped on a side of the bay, it's like, oh, you just go sleep at a bus shelter. <laughs> you're uh, you're staying there. Yeah, thankfully that never happened. Oh, good. Yeah. How many? But, and so you were rock, you were rocking ring crew. That is the most ring crew 
fucking thing I can think of. Yeah, it is awful. <laughs> and that I still discovered why they have a hard time filling that fucking role. Yeah. But I did that for a year. A year? How many it. times would you go? I mean... Uh, it worked out to be about once a month. Once a month. Yeah. Did you get a mask? No. No, I, I got a little polo shirt. Um, the first event that I w- officially worked for, I was working in the back door, so I didn't get to see any of the event. Oh, I meant a mask like for the glass dust. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Not a luchador. No. Oh, that'd be a handy combo one. It's a luchador mask, but a Luch- big feature of it is the, the mouth the mouth cough. Co- yeah, no cough breathing guard. apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was cool. Uh, I did that for a year, went back to college, knocked that out in two years, and then... Um, at City? No, um, I went to University of Phoenix. All right. Yeah. What did you uh, What you pull down there? Human resources. All right. Yeah. H to the R. And then you did. Did you Did you practice that? Do I remember for somebody? Yeah, I mean, I've put put whatever skills I could remember to work when uh, we started our own company. There we go. So, um, was working for one company called All Pro Wrestling. They've there's a new iteration of it out now and it's they're they're doing really well for themselves but uh me and a buddy of mine were like we we need to start doing this by ourselves so we started a company called fog city wrestling fog city i had the moniker of stevie armani that's right and uh we did over over under three years we did 20 live events that's awesome. including uh working um Live 105's BFD and whatever event that they had that put us at the Cow Palace. That oh, was a big yeah. deal. You got uh, tell we'll get, go back to the the lead us up to uh, I remember you getting a, a write up mm-hmm. in the Chronicle. Oh yeah, the very first show. Yes, this we haven't the ring hasn't even been assembled yet, and for some reason the Chronicle put us on the front page of the date book. Yeah, yeah, very exciting day, very exciting day. Fuck so yeah. it, it had to work and. Uh, Thankfully, we sold out that night. The, the Chronicle piece probably helped. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? He sold out that first show. Sold out the first show. Sold out the second God show. God damn hard that is. Very hard. Incredibly hard. <clears throat> but uh, And then we didn't do so well after that. Ah. But we, we kept trying, and we kept our momentum going the best we could, and we developed six short-lived TV specials out of it. Um, the first one, regionally, beat... The Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving tradition. Fantastic. Half hour. <laughs> All right. And our first hour special beat an episode of Saturday Night Live by like a lot. Hey. Yeah. Fantastic. So then the business closed. We're not. I don't want to get into that too much because we're short on time. Diddly. Um, wandered around for about ten years. Uh, excuse me. In the desert. <laughs> In the desert. Yeah. Like you do. Uh, as one does. No, uh, ten years is too long. Moses like. <laughs> Took a long time to recover from that, and then a buddy of mine got me plugged into production, and that led to doing things for the Warriors and the Giants and the Oakland A's and the San Francisco 49ers and doing stuff with the cast of Independence Day 4. Hell yeah. Or Part 2. Yeah. Independence Day 2. It, was it 2? It was 2. It part wasn't two. re-Independence Day? Same movie. Re-Independence Day. Same movie. Yeah. Very um, sports, We do everybody. a lot of cool stuff. I, and you got you hit at a a good good peak for uh for Bay Area sports stuff going into the into the postseason yeah <laughs> between the Giants and the uh, and the Warriors I mean set set fell in at a very good time and then uh, the, the Niners did hit a little dalliance with some with some playoffs back there I was wasn't for any of those but uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's okay yeah someone has to someone was 
Garoppolo, he may he may lead them back. Who knows? Yeah. And then just uh, just doing that gig life, man, hustling. Found a found a spot in the phantom zone, as I affectionately call it. Bumped into you. We bumped heads, and almost a year ago to this day, dude, you said, hey, we, we need to do a podcast. We just had a podcast, man. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll just probably end it there and TBD to the next episode. I have some, yeah, I have some other, uh, we could keep definitely keep going. Oh, keep going. about wrestling. But, um, uh, what are we up to together? 21. Um, so when, so 20 shows over three years. And then what was the, what was the. The first sellout. What was the size of the crowd? Uh, 295 people. Damn! How does that cheer? Hmm? And this is online, too. Can you see this online? You can't see this online Can't yet. see that one online. No. No, gotcha. there's a, there was a DVD of it. It's out of print now. Gotcha. So if, if you can find it, good for you. But, mm. yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, wow. Um, Exclusive. And then the next show, and to be honest, I panicked. Like, someone's like, I've only got, like, three physical tickets left. And I was just like, just... Throw them away. Whatever. Sold out. There. Uh-huh. And then something happened at the next show where I didn't check the box office quick enough. So uh-huh. when I finally closed the gate, we had 350 people in the building. Uh-huh. So it's, it was hard to breathe in that spot. We yeah. were at this um, workspace called Cell Space. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that was down in Potrero Hill, I want to say. Huh. Very nice people. Huh. Yeah. I don't think they're around anymore. But who is these days? And then... Um your roster of uh, of 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 wrestlers. Mm-hmm. What uh, had I mean? A- any any uh, notables or things that they've they've gone on or, or done or, or even been arrested or, or killed people? Thankfully, no one has killed anyone. That's great. That's Thankfully, great. no one's. I don't. Maybe they've been arrested, but that's their business. I don't that's know anything business. about it. I think it's all civil stuff. It wasn't so. part of the, it. Wasn't part of their wrestling persona. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they had escaped to come wrestle, which would be great too. Like yeah. at the end of every match, yeah. <laughs> the cops run in and, and net him. Uh, one of our most notable wrestlers was uh, Chris Christopherson's son, Jody Christopherson. Solid. Very, that is very such a nice good detail. Man. Chris Christopherson's son. Yeah, he, he showed up to one of the events. Uh, we had Todd Bridges come to an event. All right. He, he worked a couple shows with us. That guy's cool. Um, young and upcoming AJ Kirsch. Mm. You, you've seen him on uh, Tough Enough. He, he did VH1's Dating Naked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have Kevin Gill doing a, a referee gig, so he, he's a he's a big podcaster now. But he was uh, he was just doing a non vocal referee spot, so and towered over most of the wrestlers. So ah, the, so oh, he, how tall was he? He's like six two, six three. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Any uh, any um, any um, injuries? Any, any anything scary? Or uh, it was all it was all pretty pretty well rehearsed, tight. No, um, the guy, if we had had a belt, the guy we would have put it on, he got popped in the lip one night. It was just an accident. Mm -hmm. Could have happened to anybody, happened to him. But because we got it on tape, when we put it on the TV show, we got him hit in the face from like every different angle. (laughs) He's just kind of like, come on, man. I was like, dude, you you took the hit. You took the hit. You took it. Yeah, it looks good. (laughs) We we had three angles of it. I had to use them all. We would have given you the belt. (laughs) You, we would have given you the belt for that if there was a belt. Mm-hmm. Did you, you? You never put together a belt. Um, we couldn't get the money together. There you go. Was... Did you design a belt? No. Did you ever think about the design of what a Fog City Championship belt would look like? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure both of us did. But... Was there a logo? Yes, there well, was a logo of a luchador, 
It was just a regular luchador mask that could be mistaken for a couple dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up transferring over to just a generic city logo. But uh, it, it was great that we could get that thing together even. Mm. so. And there was a website and there was a video podcast before YouTube would let you put up 18 hours of content. Indeed. Um, uh, <laughs> we had our own clothing line. And oh, we had DVDs. You had a clothing line. Mm-hmm. What were some of the articles of the clothing line? T-shirts. Just, just t-shirts. all t-shirts. This is t-shirts. Just t-shirts. Uh, was, and was name, logo, was, was there anything, any clever slogans? We did one that was a mock on the uh, Watchmen poster. Ah. Yeah, yeah, so it was bright yellow and had the face and a little blood splatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. Awesome. Well, thanks for elucidating uh, us about Fog City. Mm-hmm. Um, good times. Yeah, good times. This has been um, Get to Know a Podcaster. Send any other additional questions to info at Kush and Kai, and I will ask them to Kush. Uh, if we get enough, we'll we'll, uh, we'll throw together another uh, another pod- potting segment. For yeah, that. why not? Good stuff. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thanks for having me, Kai. Thanks for, thanks for suggesting we do this. Absolutely. This has been uh, Christian Kai. 